Hey guys, Scott Short again from Mason McDuffie Mortgage. My NMLS number is 225998. Get that out of the way. Thank you much. So we're back into the uh, Merrill Chandler, his book called The New F Word, which is not a bad word. That stands for fundable. Fundable means that you can get money to borrow money for, you know, whatever you need to borrow money for. <laughs> so we're back in chapter three here. And the name of the chapter is going to be Stop Throwing Your Damn, D-A-M-N, Money Away. Starts out says, we're, we, <clears throat> if we compare the funding game to a basketball, then being unfundable is like being benched. Not a good thing, right? Sometimes things can happen to you that will make you unfundable. You can, you can be benched because of financial injury, like uh, losing a job, experiencing a medical emergency, or making a mistake which results in derogatory credit. Uh, you know, basically listings, he said, <laughs> on your borrower profile. He likes all these big words. <laughs> I like it. Let's go. Uh, there's numerous situations where he, he says a shite, S-H-I-T-E, because I is uh, pronounced I because of the E, right? <laughs> if you know the, the, I think I learned from my daughter a couple years ago from her fourth grade, probably. Who knows what grade it was, but uh, that's English, right? Shite happens. And he has, a, he has a number for footnote number 10. It says, rumor has it that it's not swearing if you use another language. So I guess that's why people say, excuse my French. <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. We're digressing. We are not always in control of the things that happen to us. For most borrowers, in parentheses, maybe even you, close parentheses, being benched is not the result of financial injury, but because they kept fouling out. Okay, what, five fouls of basketball, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, fouling out means you have not, you are not playing by the rules of the funding game. The problem is that until now, you didn't even know what the rules were, and lenders certainly haven't taught you them, which is probably true. Um, <clears throat> in, in, in the end of the page here, it says, by, but being on the sideline doesn't mean you have to stay there. Changing pages to page 26 in chapter three, I think, right? Yep, yep 26 proper room. Part of becoming a great player in the fundable funding game is known is knowing how to come back from an injury or from fouling out. It takes determination to learn the rules of this game and to get back on the court when you have been benched, okay? One of the problems of being on the sidelines is that it's costing you a small fortune in cold, hard cash, and especially in loss of opportunities. Let's review three examples of what happens when you are not fundable. And it has the footnote of number, number 11. So number 11 says fundable means not only being capable of being approved, but also qualifying for the very highest loans and limits and the best rates and terms. Well, there you go. Keep on reading back. So then it says, uh, the new paragraph is called, When Home Loans Losses Pile Up. First, let's look at the money you'll be throwing away on a 30-year fixed loan by not, have, not being fundable. It is significant. With a fundable profile, let's say you have you get a four and a half percent rate, which this this book was written you know a couple of years back, so now rates are a lot lower. But we ain't talking about rates, are we? Because I don't give the APRs and all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna read the words and not you know what I'm saying. So he's using the four and a half percent rate as an example on a two hundred thousand dollar home. Your payment would be around eleven one thousand and thirteen dollars. Remember that's probably principal and interest only, right? So he shows you on the profile says if you have eight hundred FICO score, you get a four and a half rate. You have a 620 FICO score, you get six and a half rate, which, you know, that's probably, you know, we know both of those are lower now, now, because this is uh, June of 2021. So uh, we ain't talking rates again. We're not talking rates, but, you know, he's, he's giving examples of what happens with, with, you know, if you have lower scores 
And a lot of lenders will cut you off at 620 on, a, you know, on most of the loan programs. Some people go lower than that, but then as you go lower, the price is higher. So recognize you are higher risk, the lower your, your, your credit score is, okay? Let's keep reading on. So it says, if your profile is not fundable, let's say best you can do is a loan at six and a half. In this case, your payment is going to be $1,264. Your cost of being unfundable is over $250 per month or $3,000 a year, which makes sense. You go from $1,013 to $1,264, right? So it's a $250 difference. So that's, that's $250 you're paying extra, you know, until your credit score gets better and you can refinance and do your thing. So there you go. So next, next page is page 27. That represents $3,000 loss each year on every buy and hold property you acquire. And here's a footnote number 12. And if you can't get a Fannie or Freddie loan and have to resort to hard money or private money, your loss is even more because the rates are higher, higher, higher. Because when you get outside Fannie and Freddie, you go into private money, which means hard money, private money, whatever you call it, eh, higher because it's not, it's not regulated by the federal government, it's regulated by the person who's loaning the money to you, right? So money, they make the rules, right? What's the Midas rules? You know, who has the gold makes the rules? Hey, let's go. Okay, back in the words. So over the life of each loan, you're throwing away over $90,000. So like, you know, taking 3,000 times 30 years and you got $90,000. That's the price of some homes, some areas, but not in California. <laughs> Just joking, right? Uh, that will not end up in your nest egg or benefit your loved ones. Poof, gone, he says. The money's gone. Keep going. Auto loans cost you a bundle. New paragraph. Next, let's look at the loss of, uh, sorry, 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 back up, sorry, 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 back up, back up, back up, there we go. Next, let's look at your losses on a $30,000 auto loan. You're hearing all the time, 0% interest rate OAC, which OAC stands for up on approved credit. There you go. At 0%, your principal only payment for the loan would be $500 a month. If your unfundable profile forces you to accept a 7% interest rate, your payment's going to be $594 a month instead of $500. So it's $94 more because you're unfundable. Mm. That's nearly $100 you're, crum you're crumpling up and just setting on fire each month. That sounds kind of strange and kind of illegal. <laughs> but hey, maybe fun for some people. Uh, to twist the knife further, you're throwing away $5,640 over the life of a five-year loan. So 90 times 60 months is, there you go. So what could you do with a few thousand more dollars? Heck, a lot, probably. Next paragraph. <clears throat> sure. Flush your hard-earned money away. You got the toilet where you throw money in. It's like a little sticky. It's kind of interesting, but <laughs> he draws like I do <laughs> badly. And for our final scenario, let's say you're paying $1,000 per month for rent because your profile is unfundable. That's $12,000 flushed down the toilet each year. More importantly, let's assume your home the home you're in, I'm sorry, let's just, important, more, bleh, my tongue is not working today, guys, sorry. More importantly, let's assume the home in your area, the homes in your area, that makes more sense, homes in your area are appreciating at 5% per year. That's maybe 3%, 5%, okay, we'll go with that. That's another $5,000 per year you're losing on a $100,000 home. So you're losing the appreciation if you own the house, right? Yeah. Next page, page 28, 28, 28, let's go. In the scenario, you're throwing away 17000 every single year because you're not fundable. So it's take, what you're taking here is taking the uh, uh, monthly rent of 1000 that's 12000 a year, loss in appreciation of 5% a year is 5000 more. So 12 plus 5 is 17000 a year. That's just mathematics. I like you put them out there because I can see them. 
Sadly, these losses are small and in comparison to what you will lose each year if you're renting a home that's worth 200,000 or 300,000 or more because it's going to be more money, more money because the you know, percentage, you know, is going to go higher, higher because you're 100,000, it's 5% five, 5 is 5,000, 200,000 is going to be 10,000, you know, 300,000 is going to be 15,000, take 5%, five, five right? There you go. So the numbers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. Just want to make sure you got that. And let's see where'd I go, where'd I go? And okay. This is this is what's being unfundable is costing you. And this cost is far more than you can afford to pay. But what if the root cause of being unfundable? Ignorance. Ignorance. Big word. Big I word. Ignorance is the most expensive condition of all, especially when it's not your fault. It really sucks to be sitting on the bench watching the game instead of being on the court playing it. But there is hope, he says. That's good. And opportunity. Here are some, here are some, uh, here, here you will learn the rules of the funding game so you will get on the court, stop filing out, and play like a pro. So we're going to chapter four now. So I'm going to read more than chapter four because it's, it's a short version. So we're going to do two chapters and we'll cut this one and go to the next one, okay? Remember to do the podcast. So chapter four is called The Inner Animal Behavior Don't Lie. Mm -hmm. Let's read on. Exciting cliffhanger, right? Let's get and it says here, just like lenders develop a survival strategy to cope with their beliefs about borrowers, borrowers have developed a survival strategy to cope with their beliefs about lenders. These survival statistics are the beliefs of the behavior handed down to us from our parents, families, communities, and society for generations. And because they were passed down to us from others, we implement them unconsciously. We automatically believe that it's true, and yet we have never examined ourselves. So it means what your grandma said to your grandpa, to grandpa said down the road, right? <laughs> so yeah, don't believe other people's beliefs. Believe your own, do your research, do your thing. You're you, not somebody else. Don't be a clone. There you go. That's my word. So next paragraph says the challenge in is that FICO and the lender approval software are designed to track, measure, and evaluate your borrower behaviors. Lenders want to know more than anything else how you treat loans, credit cards, credit lines, and have been in parentheses or are or are currently extending to you. Okay. The system is counting on you to behave unconsciously. They believe that you can only trust the data they collected about you if you are not aware of what's being measured. The chapter will let you examine your unconscious behaviors so you'll, you can begin to behave intentionally and consciously to help you become aware of unconscious beliefs and the borrower behaviors that are the result. Let's let's use the characteristics of an animal in our analogy. We're going from page 29 to page 30. Oh, we're going to animals. Here we go. It's a zoo, zoo day, right? <laughs> let's go. Let's take a look at what we call the borrower's totems. Totem poles, I guess. These totems reflect the unconscious belief and behaviors about money and borrowing, especially how you treat OPM from financial institutions. OPM, remember, stands for other people's money. Mm-hmm. In the next few pages, I will describe several of these financial totems and want you to determine which animal represents, or animals, but you can be more than one, represents your attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors toward OPM, other people's money. These totems represent negative behaviors. I do not, I do not present them here to criticize you, just to create awareness to make you fundable. Okay, what were that? So I'm not calling you these things, but uh, <laughs> using these examples, right? And go. Remember, there are. Remember, there is a measurable reason why you're not fundable. Open your heart and your mind, and you will be willing to explore with me. 
That's him, not me. <laughs> you can only get there by knowing where here is. Okay, that makes sense. When you bring your behaviors to the active, to your active, deliberate, and conscious awareness, only then can you change them. And when you change your buyer's behaviors, you will change your fundability in a plus or minus. Let's go. So its first animal is the ostrich. Ostrich are the avoiders. Don't tell me about my situation. I don't want to know anything. I can't look at my bills right now. I don't want to look at my credit report because it's bad. That's a that's a little statement there. So another here we go. I don't want to apply for funding because I know I'll be denied. Ooh, okay, that's some bad attitudes. Let's go. It says here it says ostrich wants to avoid looking at their current financial or credit circumstances. Some go some go even as far as avoiding learning how to improve their situation. The facts that you are reading this book indicates that you are willing to explore and truth of the situation and do something about it. So the next animal is the rats. The rats, R-A-T, rats. It's scary. Rats are shrewd and financial crafty. Rats perceive they need OPM to make it and will take any credit at any cost. That's not good. Any uh, Many times rats are likely, uh, act like any credit offer is a good offer. They're likely to become some, they're likely to be someone who opens their mail and says, Oh, look, someone pre-approved me for a credit card. Woohoo! I can use the money. I should apply. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Don't do that. Okay, keep going. Rats don't know why they receive these credit offers, much less how those offers will negatively impact their funding opportunities. Okay, here's one thing I tell you about this right now for these things you get in the mail, the um these are little, you know, you're pre-approved, which are not really true because we know that because they don't know you. But hey, there's a website. It's called, uh, it's a www.optoptoutprescreen.com. So, so www.optoutprescreen.com is a website you can go to either do the five-year or the lifetime, uh, you know, uh, removal of your name from this. What that means, you, you know, you'll stop getting all the junk mail. <clears throat> you also, when you go to a lender to run your credit, that you won't be getting solicited by these other little people who do what's called trigger leads. Trigger leads is when you run your credit or lender runs your credit for mortgage. The, the three credit bureaus for the infinite greed, in my word, is that they sell off your data to whoever wants to buy it. A lot of times collectors buy it. So they'll make sure, you know, if you owe the money, they found you, say, hello, you got money, you know. But mostly in our case, what happens is that they sell to other lenders who will try to call you up, hey, I can beat that rate. I can do that loan. They got no clue what you got going on. They don't know nothing. And most of the guys are a bunch of, you know, other kind of people. I don't want to mention that word. It's a bad word. It's another dirt. It's not another. Well, we ain't going there. <laughs> so that's why the great thing is opt out prescreen.com website to go out there. It's like doing yourself a do not call thing. If you go to the Federal Trade Commission, FTC.gov, you go in there and, 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 and um, add your phone to the do not call list. That helps those little pesky people from calling you too. So there's my hints for the day. That's me, not Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Merrill. So let's keep going on, going on. Okay. Rats don't know why they're receiving these, these credit offers, much less how those offers are negatively impacting their funding opportunities. There you go. Inquiries. Inquiries and the credit cards you're getting from people are uh, not a material they want to be in. So, I mean, material means, you know, how they how they rank in the system when um, you run your credit score, have how the system says, hmm, why are they with that company? We'll get that later. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It says, um, okay. Last, last uh, sentence in this uh, the rat says they aren't aware that responding to those offers will downgrade their fundability and ruin future high value funding opportunities. Like I was saying, what happens is a lot of those companies 
are probably considered consumer finance credit cards, and they're not ranked high on the system. Even though you pay on time, you're a champ, you do everything right. Just having that company name attached to your name, it's kind of like that friend thing. You know, if you hang around the bad boys, there you go. So we go to the next one. The next next animal is going to be the ram. Woo, he looks kind of scary. Isolated, alone, and on the, was it crazy? C-R-A-G-G-Y, crazy, crazy cliffs. Crazy, I guess, who cares? You, you tell me later. Crazy cliffs of life. Rams have no connection with the financial system. They want nothing to do with the funding game. Some isolation, isolates become such, become such because they got hurt or burned financially. Others avoid the system because they're not confident in their ability to pay this game, so they just don't play. Um, debt free, cash only. Woo! Well, that's, that's cool. I mean, debt free, cash only is a great thing for uh, your budget. But uh, you want to borrow money? You know, most times you don't need a credit score, so if you don't see on radar. You ain't there. So let's keep going on here. We're going to page thirty-one to page thirty-two. We're still under the uh, the RAM. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, top of page thirty-two. Uh, at conferences where I speak, I get people who come up to me and say, I don't need credit to do my deals. Okay, Google card. You better cash me a lot of cash. Okay, that may be true, I reply. But if you look at all, look at, but if you look, sorry, I am not reading today. But if you took all of your vast intelligence and capacity as an investor and leverage really inexpensive bank money, you would have been more successful than you are now. What I mean there is that you leverage your money versus going to buy a house for 200,000 cash. You can take that $200,000 and spread over, you know, multiple houses. So if you put down, let's say you buy a house at 200,000 a piece, right? Put down 20%, that's 40 grand, right? So you, you can buy two houses, you know, with that 40 grand, right? So it makes you buy this house for 200,000 with money, right? Put down 20%, there's, there's your 40. Buy next house, another 40. You got 20,000 left over for closing costs. Woohoo! So there you go. If you, you know, if you're looking at the, you know, that, that conversation, and that's good, right? Let's keep going. Um, here we go. Playing the funding game like the pro means leveraging OPM. It's big, bold letters, big letters. So, <laughs> so next animal, the chicken. Ooh, scary looking chicken, too. Um, chickens spend their lives looking down at the ground, scratching out a living, usually within a narrow view of the world. I just want to make ends meet. Ooh, that's pretty sad. This is how many borrowers act who live paycheck to paycheck. There are the borrowers who are discouraged because their income barely covers their expenses. They don't have a lot of opportunity yet to build a life of prosperity. Chickens are a little afraid. Chickens are a little afraid and have very short-term focus. I'll be fine if I can just get through this week. Ooh, that's pretty sad. The next one, the fox, the fox, the fox, the fox. Okay. Foxes are skimmers. I don't. I do what I can to take advantage of the system. Ooh, okay. If it's a game, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, right? Okay, here we go. There are the borrowers who think I'm going to get any credit I can. I'm going to try to make money with it. But if something goes wrong, I'll walk away from it and fix my credit later. Ooh, that's a horrible idea. Mr. Fox, don't come see me for a loan. <laughs> Oh, God, let's see. It says FICO lenders do not want foxes in their hen house. To prevent it, they will design their algorithm to detect abusive borrower behaviors. Yup, yup, yup. That's do. That's true. Personally, if I encounter a fox who wants to be to be a student or client, I won't, I won't allow it. This is Meryl saying. I don't work with these type of borrowers. And this is uh, footnote number 13. 13 says, if you're reading this, what you can do to the game. 
if you're reading this to see what you can do to game the system, stop. You're wasting your time. So that's good. I like you keep these crazy people out of check. I mean, in check. I should say not check. In check. And don't give them a check, right? Because they'll steal it. <laughs> okay, next animal, the sheep. What's a little sheep? Okay, let's keep going. Sorry, I digress. I digress. Sheep are followers with a mindset that relies on external authority and other opi opinions of others. Okay, that's pretty sad, but look at one. Here's, the, here's, the, here's their, here's their uh, uh, little sayings. Don't mind me. I'm just going to hang out in the crowd unnoticed. Wallflower, hello. I just do what I am told, voluntold. A real estate agent told me to shop around for a home loan. So I did. Okay, there you go. My auto dealer told me I needed to pull my credit a lot. So I let him. Ooh, these are bad ideas. My banker told me I should open a checking guarantee card with my account. So I let him. Says uh, number 14. Says more on subject matter later. So I'm talking about these, these uh, bank cards later, later, alligator. The good news is that by your investing time and exploring the principles of these pages, you will not just fall in the crowd. I applaud your commitment to find out the truth for yourself and then implement what you what you've learned. Okay, next page, page 34. Ooh, new animal. The seagull. Okay, two seagulls fighting over fish. Okay. Seagulls are different from rats. Rather than sneaking around to get what they want, they're more bold and brash about their borrowing strategies. Seagulls tend to believe that money is scarce. That's their, that, I'm sorry, that there is not enough to go around. As a result, they may be envious of the success of others and tend to compete rather than collaborate to be successful. They may fight for what they can get, even if what they are fighting for is scraps. Okay. Whether we like it or not, FICO and lenders underwriting software are designed to detect every one of these behaviors. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll deal with that. In future app chapters, I will refer back to the borrower's totem and point out important borrower behaviors to watch for. Okay, I like that. So we have something to reflect back on, different names. It's also always good to know the names versus trying to say something else. So cool. So we all got our animals. Let's keep rolling. So reality check. So how do you do? Back up. How did you do? Not how do you do. <laughs> how did you do? Did you relate to one of more borrower behaviors? You find yourself defending against and avoiding how true one or more of these behaviors Borrow totems might be you. When when you recognize, in parentheses, maybe reluctantly, which behaviors you may relate to, you probably felt some discomfort. This is good news. Becoming, becoming aware of your borrow totem allows you to recognize the origin of your financial survival strategies you have used to cope with financial stress your whole life. And without knowing it, these, benef these beliefs uh, leave us hiding from the truth scurrying to grab what you can, following the herd, picking at the leftovers, or even walking away from the game completely. It's like you inherited a car from your parents that you're only using 10% of your horsepower, and because you don't know any different, you drive it around clueless to its full potential. So punch the gas, baby. Go, go, go. 10% is kind of slow, so let me get me, me, me ran over quick. <laughs> I digress. Your willingness to... Your willingness to honestly look at yourself is the first step in a challenging, changing everything and challenging everything, I guess. Reading this book is proof, uh, proof that you are not content living your life from your survival strategies. You are ready, you are ready to know 
and act consciously, big letters, bo, 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 consciously. You want to lead yourself and loved ones to a better life. We want to create happiness, wealth, and success. If you're not expanding, you're contracting, right? Mm -hmm. Each of these borrowers totem represents some form of fear. But maybe you're afraid because you're not confident in how well you're playing the funding game and no one taught you how. I think Mary's going to teach us. If you know how to play the game, if you know what you're doing and you will never have to be afraid again, says here's a bullet point. You will know what it takes to be approved. You will know what it to create a post-bankruptcy soft landing. You will know how to na navigate a divorce or partnership does dissolution. That's a nice word, dissolution, without letting finance finances contribute to the already difficult and painful process. That's in that's in the little bullets. Every time you implement one of these insight strategies in this book, you'll create another, you'll create mastery of the funding game and greater success in the funding approvals. Yay, I like that word. So number, we're going from page 35, 36. Here we go, here we go. Ooh, another animal. Coming on, coming on, get ready. So what's alternative to these negative borrower totem? Which animal would reflect a positive set of borrower's behaviors and represent you as a, as a professional borrower? Now the next animal is the eagle. Let's see what the eagle's all about. Eagle acts from clarity, intention, and purpose. They're powerful, strategic, proactive. If you have a vision and focus, you're an eagle. Your goals are to become a professional borrower, a pro at playing the funding game. Acting from a place of consciousness, awareness of the behaviors that will put OPM, other people's money, in your pocket is the very essence of the funding eagle. Ooh, I think the funding is me. Let's go. I think that's what we should be. We all should be funding eagles. Let's go. Let's keep reading. Make sure it's us. Huh? While the beliefs represent by while the beliefs represented by the unconscious borrower's totem may have helped you survival financially in the past, only the conscious belief and behavior of the eagle will help you thrive, prosper, and create a life you love living. Mm -hmm. The next chapter will show you how to transform your understanding of how the funding game works and use your new understanding to create more and better opportunities for your life and loved ones. That's nice. But this isn't all. Good no. I'm going to show you the book because we got some more pages. <laughs> even if you are now aware of the unconscious financial behaviors, and even if you are committed to going all in to become a funding eagle and playing the game like a pro, to be successful, you must also know who the other players are and how they play the game. And that's the end of chapter four. So we read chapter three, chapter four. Chapter five will be next. And chapter five says, why are you getting your funding ASS handed to you? And that's it for another time. Thanks, guys.